Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database with Rabbi Yehoshua Eisenberg. I'm Rabbi Yehoshua Eisenberg, and you've just entered the database. And for today's Real Talk Torah, we're going to talk about an interesting discussion, the conversation as to whether or not a woman can perform bris milah. Interesting, indeed. And this topic has halakhic ramifications, obviously, but there's also some hashkafa to be discussed. And obviously, we're talking about whether or not a woman can perform brismila based on what we find in this week's Parsha. In one little story tucked away towards the latter half of Parsha Shemos, we have a, a story where Moshe Rabbeinu is uh, faulted and he's actually in harm's way. He's about to be killed because he neglected to perform brismila on his son. And the Pashat Shad of the Chumash, the Chumash tells us in Parak Dal Pasek Chafhei, Vatikach Tziparat Sar, Vatikros Esar Labana, So she takes a, a, a flint stone, we'll call him Fred, and, he, and she uh, performs the Brismila on her son. So the simple takeaway you would think from this Gemara is that a woman can perform Brismila. Now it's actually not so Pashat, so we'll, we'll come back to that. But first, before we get into the conversation, I wanted to just thank our sponsors for multiple podcasts, for multiple episodes, um, a generous sponsorship from my dear friends and yours, um, Yona Laster and his wife, Hani, who actually, they, they hosted me on their podcast, Nobody Talks Shaduchim, very fascinating, very amusing, interesting, entertaining podcast all about the world of Shadokim. They hosted me for a conversation about the role of gender roles, which we featured that episode on the database channel. And you can go back and listen to it, or you can listen to it there. And what's really interesting is this topic that we're going to discuss tonight actually has a lot of connections to that conversation. So you could think of the end of the conversation that we're going to have today as an addendum to that conversation, again, about the role of gender roles. Okay, now let's go back into the conversation of a woman performing a bris milah. So what I'll say first and foremost is whatever halacha we're going to discuss here, I'm going to emphasize that I'm not paskening. I'm just bringing you some of the sources. And with that, I would have you, um, if you want to know anything lamaisa, um, practically well, um, <laughs> what should be done. So I'm going to have you um, go to your local Orthodox Rav, and I'm going to emphasize Orthodox, but yes, your local Orthodox Rav, where he can give you the Lemaisa aspects of this halacha. But just to go back to the sources itself, so the truth is, my Rebbe, Rav Yonason Sachs, um, had, um, who is very prolific, he has a Sefer Yomim Mikedem, um, which is basically on the Parsha. He has a volume, basically, um, for every two parshios is a full volume sefer. So on sefer on parshas Shmos and Vaira, so he actually has a sugya devoted to this conversation. Geder notion the mitzvah mila. What in fact is the the uh, halacha category of a woman in terms of bris mila? How um, the, the halacha ramifications? What is what are the parameters of a woman in terms of bris mila? So he introduces the conversation based on a gemara and kedushin which talks about whether or not a woman is even chayiv in brismila. And one second, chayiv in brismila, what are you saying? How could a woman have a brismila? No, 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 we're talking about a brismila for her own son. Is a woman chayiv to give her son a brismila? Don't be weird. 
Okay, so that's the conversation. And there's a Tosfos there, and there's a lot of other Mepharshim there that discuss whether or not Brismila, it's a mitzvah, Seish is non-grama, which um, it means a time-bound mitzvah. And obviously that, um, that, that would be relevant in the, for the conversation of women, because women are, are paturos from mitzvah, Seish is non-grama. They are not, in other words, they are not obligated in time-bound mitzvahs. The Avud Rum has a lot of hashkafa written about this topic, why that is, and we referenced some of this in the Nobody Talks Shudokim podcast. Um, but in the meantime, the conversation I want to focus on is not whether or not they are obligated in it, but whether or not they, in fact, are kshera for brismila at all. Are they allowed to do brismila? Does a brism- is a brismila kosher if a woman performs the brismila? So this goes back to Gemara in Avodah This Gemara in Avodah appears on If you want to see the Gemara in Kiddushin about whether or not women are chayavas, so that's on in Kiddushin on Chavtes Amidalaf. But I want to focus on the Gemara in Avodah Zarah on Chavzayin Amidalaf, because that's, again, where they discuss whether a woman is even allowed to do brismila, sheikh sheira to do brismila. Does it work? So in that Gemara, there's a back and forth, and really the starting point is really regarding a guy performing a brismila. And part of whether or not a guy um, is allowed to perform brismila, so it's based on a drasha um, that states that only a person who can, um, um, only a person who's chayv and brismila themselves can themselves also perform brismila. And obviously, if that's true, so that would preclude women, because women themselves are not chayv and brismila on themselves. So it would seem that if we would assume that that's the rule by Goyim, by a Gentile, that they cannot, um, that they, they're not kosher to perform a brismila, so it could be for similar reasons that a woman would not be allowed to either. I'm just giving you a broad overview. Um, you could see the Gemara in depth if you, in a few look there in Avodah Zarech of Zayin Amid Aleph 27a. But what, what emerges is that it's really, it's a machlokas, a rav, and a v'yochanon. Right, that according to Rabbi Yochanan, women, in fact, are kshera. And according to Rav, they're not. Now, the question is, one second, well, well, doesn't the Pasuk say in our Pasuk, in our Parsha, explicitly that that Sipporah performed the Brismila? So, the, um, so Rav is not so concerned about that because the Pasuk doesn't, um, again, it says that um, it's um, the pasuk says vatikach. I'm, I'm just looking at the exact lashon here. Right, the pasuk says vatikach tzipratzar vatikros tzar las bina. So, so the the way Rab learns out the uh, this pasuk, it said um, it, there are two possible ways to understand that pasuk. That it could be that it's not really meant literally that she went through the motions and did it. It could be that she did it ali deishliach. Um, who would have been, I guess, a male, and presumably at that point, a male who was... Um, I mean, meaning the fact that a male did the brismila demonstrates that um, she... There's no proof in this pasuk that a woman was kosher to do a brismila. The other possibility is that really she began the process. right? When Moshe Rabbeinu was about to be killed, right, the major says by a malach who was consuming him, swallowing him all the way down to his makamamila, so the, um, the Gemara says that she began the process of Brismila. Moshe Rabbeinu was released by the Malach. 
And then Moshe finished the brismila. So really the brismila was wholly done by a yid, by Moshe Rabbeinu, by a male. And that's it. And that is, that's, that's all there is to be said here. So that's the Machlokas Rav and Rabbi Yochanan. Now, normally, um, um, the Tosos brings this down, Dibraham Aschelisha. Tosos says that the halacha should be like Rav. Tosos says the halacha is like Rav, that women are not kosher to do brismila. They're just um, they're not in the category. They're not in the halacha category if someone is able to do it. Now, Tosos says one second, but don't we know that whenever you have Rav and Rabbi Yochanan, one of the rules of Horah, one of the rules of paskining, that we, we have a lot of rules in the Gemara in terms of how you paskin, based on Masorah. And the Masorah has been to follow Rabbi Yochanan and not Rav. So Tosva says, yes, that's true, but here, when they quote a supporting brysa from Rabbi Huda Hanasi, that the, um, and the, the brysa is in support of Rav, that shows you that you know, we don't follow the normal rules of paskining, Right. Um, so the rules of paskining in general, when we have certain names, we know. Oh, when you when you have these two names, you go by this shita. So that's usually only when the Gemara doesn't conclusively give us a position. So Tosus understood the Gemara as giving a, clu- a conclusive position, like Rav, that women are not kosher dubris mila. And Tosus just quotes that the Bahag says that women are kosher. Now let's take it to to the Shulchan Aruch itself. Right. So because that, that's that, that's really where you have to look to to know how we paskin the Misa. And again, this is just in our in our basic sources, you should know that um, you'll you'll see that it's it's actually not so pasha. Um, um, it could be your your initial response to to the question of whether a woman can perform prismila or not is either of course they can't because the Torah is sexist. Okay, and then that's not me talking. That's just some people talking. The other possibility. Um, is in the same vein, of course they can't because they're not, uh, you know, not because the Torah sexist, but because this is what we assume. And, and that doesn't work like that. Everything everything has a source, right? And we, do, we don't just say, oh, well, why can't women, you know, perform brismila? Are they not, um, you know, good enough? Are they not as good as men are at brismila? So again, it doesn't, doesn't, really, doesn't really work like that either. Um, so should this, you go back to the sources, now, just to give important mention to some of the leading um, poskin, at least from the Rishonim, right? I'm not, we, we don't necessarily poskin straight out of a Rishon, but you should know that the Rambam, the Rif, the Rush, all against Tosvos, they hold like Rabbi Yochanan that in fact women are Kshera, that at the end of the day, could a woman perform a halachically valid brismila? And so from, again, from some of these leading um, um, poskim of the Rishonim, Rambam, Riffin, the Rush, we see that um, you can. Now, Tosfos is often a good place to look to know how Ashkenazim Paskin. Tosfos says that we go like Rav, that women are not kosher. But let's see the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch in Reish Samach Dalad. That's 264. Um, Reish Samach Dalad, Aleph. Right, Sif Aleph. So in Reish Samach Dalad, Sif Aleph. HaKol Kesherin Limol, Fila Eved, Isha, Bekatan. All are kosher to perform bismila, even a servant, even a woman, even a katan. The RL Yisrael, fine. So, you know, you'll just notice that this, the, the Mechaber, or the Shulchan Aruch, says that women are allowed to. But then the Ramah pokes in. And the Ramah says, V'yesh omrim isha lo timol. He quotes that B'shem Smak and Hagos Mordechai, that women should not perform 
Rasmila that it sounds like they, they're not even able to. And he says, We are no hate, to as much as possible to go after a man. So, what's the point? Um, so, what we, what we see is um, the, 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 the Inosei Kalim, the Mepharshim on the Shulchan Aruch, they all say that even the Mechaber agrees that it's better to have a man do it. And the Ramah says that that's in fact what should be done. And the Shach and the Gra over here, they, they go back and forth on the Ramah's Lashon of that we're no hig to have a, a man do it, which you could say has flavor of this is what the Masorah has been to do. But it's not just that. We see that it is, in fact, the machloks in the Gemara. It's not so pashat from the Gemara that a woman uh, for sure can perform brismila. And we have poskim on both sides of the fence. And in general, you know, it's always, it's always better. Um, um, you know, there's a hider. There's actually a hider. And people don't realize this. Um, this is a, this I have is a masur from my Rebbe, of Yonas and Sachs. That in general, there's a hider. If there's a machmer shita out there, so there's a hider to go after the chumrah. And so that's why it's not so pasha that just because maybe political changes, um, um, political pressures to do things in a different way other than what the Masorah has been, but the fact that we have here in the Ramah that this is how it should be done, and that even the Mechaber would agree that Lichat Chila is better that way, that's how it should be done. But at the end of the day, our woman kosher the brismila? It sounds like a woman could do a brismila, and it would be a kosher brismila. Um and again, everything you go back to your your local Orthodox Rav to find out what what, what psak halacha should be, um, and but beyond that, that seems to be the basic halacha. That's the basic discussion of the halachic aspect of all of this. Now, in terms of this larger conversation about um, women and brismila, so. One of the things that in the, in the Nobody Talks Shadokhan podcast, I said in jest that you don't find in any circles that, um, that, that, that women are um, feeling upset and jealous and up in arms over the fact that they cannot, um, that, that, that they cannot have a brismila. Right, because I said that in jest because, you know, there's been a lot of politics about the discussion of women wearing tzitzis and tefillin and things of that nature. So... Um, so he, um, so in terms of in terms of that conversation about about Brismila, um, one thing I was wondering is 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 there a reason hashkafically beyond the biological aspect of it why you know there's a pushet shout reason why women can't get a Brismila, but the question is is there a hashkafa behind that and is there possibly an equivalent of Brismila for women? Or if not, why isn't there such an equivalent? Because again, just because there are biological differences doesn't mean that hashkavically the, the lessons of brismila shouldn't at all apply to a woman. So what exactly is the, is the reason for that? So here's where we get to a conversation that, um, you know, the conversation that I had on Nobody Talk, Shaduchim, when it came to the um, gender roles in terms of mitzvahs in general. And that is that um, there. And this we find in many svarim, this concept of the difference between men and women, not just biologically, but spiritually, the idea that a man is a mashpia, he's an influencer, he, he gives, and the woman is a makavel, she's a recipient. There's a certain passivity. That's why it's appropriate for a man to open the door for a woman, and it's, um, and it's totally appropriate for a woman to receive that kind of, of, of gift 
of a man doing something for a woman. And this obviously translates into the relationship between a man and a woman in many ways. And one of the things we said is that part of that is because, in, um, in a certain respect, the man um, in Hashkafa is supposed to be the more active party. The woman is supposed to be the more passive party. This goes back to you know women being, um, being um, you could say that they're refined, they're reserved. And it doesn't mean, again, that there is an overlap between traits of men and traits of women that they couldn't possibly share certain traits. But, uh, but, uh, but I point this out just so you understand the, the hashkafa, um, that, uh, that, that again, we're, we're, what the mainstay is for each one. You know, the Vilna Gon says that a woman, her equivalent of Talmud Torah is actually Tzniyas. Now, w- w- why is this? So this is one of those things that some, some people today think is, is apologetics, regarding women, that we understand that women are actually closer to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, which is actually not untrue, it is very true. And this is actually sig- signified and symbolized by bris milah, of all things. Bris milah, the Shulchan Aruch explains, sorry, the Shulchan Aruch, the, Minchas, the Sefer HaChinuch, Sefer HaChinuch says that the whole aspect of bris milah is about Hashem letting us know that there's a tikkun to be made on ourselves, not just on our bodies, but on our souls. There's not just the arla of our, you know, the foreskin of our but there is the orla of our heart. We have an orla on our heart. We have to remove it to be able to serve Hashem. That represents character refinement, that we have to, that a man has to constantly grow in his avodas Hashem and his character traits he has to constantly refine. So if that's true, what's the role of a woman? The role, the role of the woman is to maintain the pristine status that she's already on, the chastity, the modesty, the, the, um, the humility. That doesn't mean man shouldn't be shouldn't have chastity and modesty as well. But a man lemaisa has to go out into the world and do, and a woman can theoretically accomplish a lot of these same things. But the point is that if you want to know what the ikker and the tafel is, what's the mainstay and what's secondary? So for a man, the ikker is to go out, and the woman is to maintain with the from the inside out. And we see, I think, with this this comes up with Avraham and Sarah. You'll, you'll notice that when it, when it came to Abraham and Sarah, in order for them to have children, so we know that Abraham had to go through all these tests. And all these tests, I think, represent character refinement. And one of the main tests of Avraham and Vina, just before they even received the news that they're about to have a child, is that Avraham has to get brismila, right? This is the brismila shall Avraham Avinu. Now, what's interesting is, you know, I was schmoozing with, um, with a friend about this, and, you know, this, this is where I'm, there could be that I'm, getting, I'm going a little bit into the creative area, and if, if, if it seems that I'm too creative, I, I welcome you to call me out and say that what I'm saying doesn't sound like it's MS or doesn't sound like it's true, but just something to think about. What, 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 what was Sara Imenu's role at that time? Avram Avinu gets a brismila, he's prepared to have a child. Now, what about Sara Imenu? This, I think, might be where we get to the equivalent for women. What do, what's the equivalent for women of brismila? Sarah Imenu's body also went through a change before they had a child. The Chumash tells us that she became a nida, that her, the way of, of women's uh, her body came back to her, her cycle. And, uh, and we know that a woman cannot have a pregnancy she, uh, unless she's able to uh, become a nida. Now, she can't be pregnant while she's a nida, but in order to become pregnant, she has to be able to become a nida. And she, her body went through that change. Now for Avram Avinu, his tests were all active. He had to do something. Sarah Imenu did not have to do anything to become a nida. She just had to be. She had to, you know, it was passive. Not only that, 
Avraham's tests were all a matter of things that he had to go out and do actively. When it came to Sarah, I wonder if her test is really just to be passive, to let her body experience the changes that she was experiencing, and to experience that with the level of bitachon. We know that a Kaddish Baruch Hu faults Sarah Imenu at that moment for for laughing at the news that she could possibly have a child. Maybe her test was to just have bitachon. Right, we see from the women in our in our own parsha, I mean, in Shnos, the, the story of the Geula, you know, the women were more righteous than the men because they had more bitachon and more amuna in the Geula that it would eventually come. You know, you want to talk about women um, in the Torah, if the Torah is sexist or not. The Torah very clearly understood the heroism of women, in, in, you know, throughout. We see heroism from, from Sarah Imenu when, um, you know, where, where there were answers that Avraham didn't have, but Sarah had the answers. But even in Shemos, you know, they say behind every great man there's a great woman. Actually, there's saw there's an, well, there's an essay um, that's Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, Allah Shalom, um, and Zechron Alavracha. So um, in uh, his book, Lessons in Leadership, so he actually spoke about the five women, or you can argue it's not five because Shifrapua, according to one opinion in Chazal, were really Ochevet and Miriam, but we see at least five instances of women, or I think maybe it was six instances of women being there for Moshe Rabbeinu, that there wouldn't be a Moshe Rabbeinu if not four. So on the one hand, he needed Yocheved. Yocheved to take care of him, to make sure that he was going to live, to have Betachon in the fact that he would live. She put him in a basket. Of course, um, Yocheved, uh, Miriam babysat Moshe, made sure that he was safe. We know that Shifra and Pua were the heroes that made sure that the baby boys can be born and live. And Basia was the one that took care of Moshe when he was you know, under Paro's nose. And then, of course, there's Tsipora. The moment that Moshe Rabbeinu was about to die, Tsipora was there. So, so again, we have Shifapura, Yochev and Miriam, Basia, and Tsipora all being there for Moshe Rabbeinu. So this definitely shows you that women have a role in terms of, in terms of their, um, their heroism in the Torah. So there, there's no shortage of that. But to understand where men stand and where women stand in terms of what their position is in the spiritual realm and what their obligations are, it could be, you know, again, that where Avram had Brisnila, Sarah Imenu, so she had the 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 category of the halacha category of Nida. And this again, you know, the fact that women are subject to a cycle also returns us to the idea of mitzvah seishes mangrama, that women are paturas from time bound mitzvahs. It's because, you know, where where whereas a man he has to constantly work and climb the ladder, the more time for a man, the better because he has to constantly refine his character. But women are naturally refined. Their role is not just not to fall off their ladder. They're on the pedestal, just don't fall. Man has to climb. Woman, the ichor at least, is that women have to not fall. And in that vein, believe it or not, so for a woman, her weakness is time. The more time, actually the worse for a woman, because that only gives more opportunity for her to fail out in her mission class, of keeping up to her level and, and drawing the man upward. So, so with that in mind, so we, we, we understand that, again, the, you know, so when it comes to uh, Tanida, so women are subject to a cycle that's beyond their control. So I think it's also very fascinating that this also speaks to a man and a woman, their, their differences in terms of um, when they attain their, their, uh, their ability to become parents. So a man, he attains his Osbris Kodesh after a week of being born. The Chiyav is on the father. The father creates the Brismila for the man. 
And when it comes to the woman, she becomes niskadesh, as said, she becomes a clay kibble or a receptacle at marriage. Um, you know, when, when a man and a woman engage in, in, their, in their first tashmish, in their first bia, so the man creates her into a clay kibble. Now, the reason why that's fascinating is that this uh, demonstrates the difference between, you know, the, the, the spiritual subservience of women to the husband, whereas a man, you know, his ikr theoretically is um, is kibbut of aim and or of aim. A woman is not under the dominion of her parents, but she's under the dominion of her husband. But these are just uh, some of the you know interesting differences between the two. You know, beyond the halachic aspect of whether or not a woman can perform a brismila, but just some possible hashkafa about the differences between men and women in terms of brismila. Anyway, I thought a lot of this was interesting, and I thought um, you might be interested in hearing all about this. So, I think there's a lot more to be said on this topic. But I think for now, that's all the time we will devote left to this Real Talk Torah. In the meantime, keep it real, keep talking, and of course, most importantly, keep the Torah. Thanks for joining us here at the Database.